So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Ha Ha Okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 12 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Lisa and Stan now have a friendly relationship, Sarah hears Sean out, Christiana takes care of her sick mother, Nicole and Tia decide to get married in a week, Amber tries to make out with Puppy, and Lacey and Shane go to counseling. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things? Uh, things are okay. It is getting closer to Thanksgiving. I just bought my turkey. so Oh, nice. Excited. Nice. Yeah. I have not decided what I'm doing yet, so I need, probably should get on that. <laughs> Not unlike most of the couples on here. Let's like, let's just make decisions like right at the very end. Last minute. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, so I'll go ahead and get started because I had a really short one. I feel like Amber and Puppy, they have one scene. Oh, they're yeah. barely in it. Uh, so Amber and Puppy are getting home after their night out from last time. And Amber says she's feeling great, which is her code for being super drunk. So Puppy is trying to get her into bed, but... Not in the way that Amber's hoping. In that kind of way where you take care of your friend that drank too much and you want to make sure they actually get back into their bed and they can sleep this thing off. Um, So anyway, she makes the bed, gets out Amber's PJs and eventually helps Amber out of her dress because she can't zip down the back. So Amber tries to kind of pull Puppy down into the bed and hold her and starts trying to kiss on her. But eventually Puppy gets out of there and back to Eric's place. So Eric thought that Puppy was going to be back a long time ago, but Amber you know, being all drunk and gay got in the way and, you know, puppy tells him so. So Eric says he's angry about this because this is exactly what he was afraid of. So I don't know, how much of a case do you think Eric has to legitimately be angry and angry at who? Uh, Why on earth did puppy even tell him that? It's like, she could have kept it simple. She could have said, and you know, it's not like she cheated on him, so it's not like lying. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you want to continue a relation, a friendship, right? A friendship yeah. with Amber, you probably shouldn't get your current partner all upset and suspicious about your situation. And I feel like her telling Eric like, oh, Amber started getting all gay. It's like that does not make him feel good about you hanging out with one another in the future. So why Uh... did you even have to say that in the first place? You could have just said, you know, I had to help Amber out. She got really drunk. I had to make sure she was like safe at home, make sure that she, you know, got to sleep okay, that she was all set up. And that's why it took me a long time. I, I, I kind of disagree. I feel like it's something that she thought he was going to find out eventually. Um, and so it might as well come from her like right now instead yeah. of like – because if you say that because she's like, listen, she got all gay but I didn't want any part of that, right? That's honest. That's exactly what happened. Um, right. But if it comes out later and I was like, well, 
why didn't you tell me she got all gay and was trying to kiss you? It seems like something. Why'd you hide that from me? Because you were into it? You know, that it would come out later because, I mean, we know it's going to come out later because it's on a TV show. Right. And that's what I was kind of forgetting about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah the fact that it's on a TV show. Sure. She should be up front. But I mean, like in real life, like if this were real life, you know, no TV show or whatever. I don't know if I really see the point in that. If nothing happened and you weren't into it. To me, I feel like in my experience, like stuff like that comes up, not necessarily to kind of be on the up and up. It's more so because you're trying to weirdly make your partner jealous. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But I could also see Amber kind of spilling the beans on that. I don't see her doing that at all. Well, if if she was drunk, she would. Uh, maybe, but in what situation is she ever going to be drunk around Where Eric? Where Eric is around? Hmm. Yeah, because he just seems so angry. So it's like you can't have fun times with angry dude in the corner. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah, he's definitely a brooding drunk. I don't yeah. know that he's – he might be a fighting drunk. Like I feel like her other dude with Sammy, he was a fighting oh, drunk. Oh, gosh, yeah, um, sure. But he just seems like he's one of those guys who gets drunk and just like silently like – makes angry faces in the corner the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, but then I also feel like, yes, that's true. But then if you set him off, like he's going to punch you in the face, like you might not see it coming. No, he's he's a uh, he's a sucker punch type (laughs) drunk is what you're saying. I could see that. I I also thought that Puppy was kind of more into Amber, like just in general, not obviously not in this episode. But, you know, Puppy seemed so in love with Amber when mm-hmm. we first kind of saw her out of prison and it was just kind of weird to see her be so like no and like good for her but yeah. i kind of wonder what it it like how over amber is she really and what is this doing to her right i mean i guess it remains an open question how much she's over amber which is what mm-hmm. we want want her to be and be like yeah. no i'm not getting dragged into this like quicksand again um, yeah. versus how much it's like, I have a boyfriend now and he's a boyfriend and we have to like <laughs> not do anything because of him, you know? And so yeah. that that would be less healthy because if it doesn't work out with her and Eric, it's just going to be like, so remember how we uh, you tried to get all gay with me before? Like <laughs> we can do that now, right? Oh, like, yeah. you don't know, it's, it's, it's definitely not a healthy friendship or whatever it is if – like, you know, and then we'll go whatever the sexual orientations of people where it's like, hey, I'm single now. So uh, you want to do it? <laughs> like, that's yeah. not exactly what you're looking for with your um, stable friendships. Right, right. OK, uh, let's move on to John and Christiana. So John is trying to make Christiana happy by building her a koi pond she didn't really even ask for. He justifies that it is a constant food supply for the cat. So why not? Uh, This is the longest Christiana has been sober, and it's hard, but she's feeling pretty good. Sadly, we find out that Christiana's mom, Tammy's, health has deteriorated pretty quickly since the wedding. Tammy has lung cancer, and she's going through chemo and radiation, so she has lost all her hair. She's living in a facility, and Christiana feels the burden of emotional support since Tara isn't around. Later, Tammy comes over to visit. She takes off her wig for Christiana, and Christiana calls her bald and beautiful and compliments her eyelashes. Christiana cries about how strong she has to be being sober in her interview as John is sucking down his vape pen. Uh, Christiana says that she's there for Tammy, unlike Tara. 
Tammy cries about Tara not being around since she may have a limited time. You don't know. Christiana sees how other people worried about her when she was high, and she is really disappointed in Tara. All right. Um, I think it's great that Christiana is, you know, clean and sober, Mm-hmm. But this has got to be the hardest time for her to be clean and sober. Do you think the stress of having her mom sick will be a trigger for her? <sighs> yes, but also I feel like it's also – I don't know because I don't motivation. know how addict- – yeah, motivation, right? Because so many people are depending on her and she yeah. like – sees how many people are depending on her and she knows that she won't be able to depend her mother can't depend on the only person only other person that's really could be there for her yeah right now so i see where that is like yes it's motivation to stay clean but i can also see how that's an incredible amount of stress and like stress is definitely a trigger to to relapse and and to start using again Yeah, I can also see it as being a thing where it's like, well, if Tammy were to die, it's kind of like, well, now my reason for staying sober is gone. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, that that's much worse because that's even, you know, more not even just stress. Right. That that's that's all kinds of bad feelings that go with that. Mm -hmm. That that is just like and yes. And what's the point of staying clean now? Like, who cares now? Right. Yeah. So, Right. right. That seems like a much bigger danger than her relapsing right now while they have to do so much to take care of Tammy. Right. Who, I mean, I guess, and they visited her, I guess she's in an assisted living place now. Yes. Which yes. is uh, honestly probably a better place for her than John's makeshift koi pond hoarder house that he lives yeah. in. <laughs> His makeshift pond was some like plastic tub that he dug a hole for. That's how koi ponds work. Generally. Yeah, but like most, okay, so yes, I get that, right? But most people who are going to put in a koi pond try to cover up the tub with like rocks and stuff you know something around the pond nope he just like dug in this like plastic weirdly shaped bucket that i get is supposed to be like a koi pond and then just filled it up with water yeah and it didn't have it i couldn't tell did it have any like filtration or anything in it because there's supposed because usually there's like a filtration thing next to it that there's like that has like a usually waterfall or some kind of flowing water to keep the water moving, keep it filtered because the water gets nasty if you just have a bunch of koi fish in it. Like, right, and he did. He those koi fish were pretty big too. They looked too big for the for that what he had them in. I'll agree with that. Yeah, at the same time, koi fish are from what I've seen, they don't really swim around all that much. They like to hang out in the spot where they think it's going to be food. Yes, and they just kind of do that thing where they put their like lips up above the water and like, hey, you're here. You're going to feed me now? (laughs) Yeah. The craziest um, that I, craziest koi I've ever seen is the Dole Plantation in Oahu. Um, They could hear because there's like a little machine with like fish food. You know, it's just like one of those like gumball machine type things. Uh uh They could hear the, 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 you know, the gumball machine thing like turning and they would all crowd this area and they would crowd so much that they would like have half of them be out of the water with this big like sea of koi fish. I was like, oh my God, it was kind of terrifying. Yeah. So I've, I've been to a place like that too. It's in uh, in Myrtle Beach. Uh, they have mm-hmm. it like the, the barefoot landing is what it's called. But it's a it's a place, the same thing, but only it's like that, only less cool because instead of like koi, it's just like 
plain gray colored carp. Ew. And so it's Ugh. like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> And they're all, but those ones are, they just don't even leave because there's so many people there that are next to the machines that they just do that all the time, right next to where the machines are. It's like, "Mm -hmm, we should do something about this. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think the cats are eating these koi either because these koi are the size of the cats. And even if they did, it's not an unlimited food supply. I know. (laughs) It's a pool. Self replenishing. (laughs) When they eat the koi, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh, purchasing a koi is probably way more expensive than just buy just your cat cat food. Get him some fancy feast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing too is most cats, if you get them like fancy feast and stuff and they have their fill of whatever they want to eat, they are not. They might mess with the fish and kill the fish, but they don't eat it. Right? right. Same thing with birds and mice and stuff. They'll be like, oh, this was fun to play with and kill, but I'm full. I'm not going to eat it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So – um. I just feel really bad for her in this situation. I hope things, you know, get better. And I really, really hope that John has some kind of plan in place to support Christiana if things take a turn for the worse. Because I can definitely see this as being like if mom passes, then Christiana is going to be like, well, I'm done. Yep. Yep. I can see that. That is, that is yeah. tough. And it's got to be something more than a koi pond she didn't ask for. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Get in touch with your wife. Come on, John. All right. All right. It really does concern me. If he thinks that this is what's making her happy, it's like, oh, I know exactly what she needs when her mom passes. It's like, maybe you don't. Yeah. I mean, John definitely uh, – I mean, he puts forth effort. Yes, I don't know if he, he does. puts forth. He cares he, enough, but he just doesn't. He just. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like I the definitely execution. have had my instances in my own life where I've done things that are like I just wanted to do something, right? And so I did it. What I did didn't really address the problems. It didn't really do the things, but it just like showed <laughs> I put forth effort on something. <laughs> like, oh goodness! And so I get where he's coming from with that. Yeah, yeah. Execution, though. Come on. Yes, work yes. On that, John. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, speaking of people who are putting forth effort doing something, let's talk about Stan. So Stan says that he kind of knows about Jasmine Portella God. when Lisa says it and starts off trying to play dumb about the whole catfish thing while they're still both sitting here hanging next to this rock wall. Not <laughs> on the – just hanging next to it. So yeah. Lisa tells him that she was the one catfishing him and also she knows everything about – what he said to her. He feels like he got played and he feels dumb. But his next move is to try the old I thought we were broken up thing because they, uh. had, a, because they had a big fight. You know, it was about Lisa refusing sex. So Stan, of course, can't remember anything about like why he was mad or what was going on. But he remembers that she left the house because she stormed out and he just assumed that meant they were broken up. And so – much like, you know, there, how there's no rule saying that dogs can't play basketball. There's also no rule that says you can't hit on women the instant you think you're broken up. Oh so God. because – and this was very – Stan was very, very enthusiastic about that. If you hesitate, somebody else might swoop in and snatch the girl up who was the one you had your hand on. And he knows this because he keeps pointing at the camera, motivational speech style, about how he's missed opportunities in the past and he can't let it go away. Very angrily, he said that. Yes. So Lisa um, 
says that, you know, him jumping into the next opportunity, like before she was pulled out of the driveway, and uh, means that he probably really didn't care that much about her as a person. But Stan is like, wait, wait, I bought you a car. So anyway, they finally get back onto the floor and Stan is like, all right, so what are we doing now? And Lisa says she wants to take take it, take it a step back and, quote, leave it in a friendship stance for now. He says that he agrees, but also that he loves her. So Stan is confused about their relationship status. He's not sure if they're on a break or if they're broken up. But that doesn't really matter to him because he's going to go fishing for more hoes regardless. So I know that you will be able to identify some, but can you point out some of the flaws in Stan's reasoning here? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think Stan may not do things the same way we do because we kind of have time on our side, right? Let's yes. let's give ourselves a little breathing room after a breakup. Stan's like, oh my God, I'm going to die any day. I need to jump on this opportunity. This might be my last chance at love. Uh, but there's so many things. Uh, you know, I think one of the problems that they have, though, is he seems to always think that they're broken up. And I get why he's confused is because Lisa doesn't actually ever break up with him. Like, even this, this whole scene, it was kind of like, are they broken up? I'm pretty sure that's what she means, right? I think a lot of people would interpret it that way because she said, okay, let's just be friends. But she never says, like, oh, we're not in a relationship. But I think the reason why she's vague on that is because she's still trying to keep the door open in case she needs more money. Yes. Well, she didn't even say let's be friends. She said let's Mm -hmm. keep it in a friendship stance. I don't know what that means. Does that mean we're still Uh, together but we're going to act like we're friends but we're the – exclusive, like we're not supposed to sleep with other people? Or does that mean we're broken up and you're like drop letting you down easy by being like, we can still be friends? Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know nah, what she's no, talking no. about. That's not how I interpret that at all. I interpret that as we are broken up, but I'm going to say that we're still friends because friends can give each other money. <laughs> okay. That's how I interpret that. Okay. but So I- she's not trying to hook up with him. She's not trying to be in a relationship with him. But also friends let friends stay at their house rent free. Yes. I mean, I. but that's the thing I feel like. I feel like she's not trying to do that, right? I, she's not trying to be in a relationship with him. But right. I think when he does, the thing that he's immediately going to do and mm-hmm. find some hoe to hook up with, right? Yeah. She's going to be upset about that. And it's going to be like, well, that's – then you can't have that both ways. I don't know if she will get offended because I, I think this could be interpreted as a breakup. I think for her, like she's very motivated by money and all of this like trying to stay in his life. Like the way she kind of reacts and treats him is all about like what can I get? So to me, like the way I see her, yes, I can see her having a negative reaction to him hooking up with someone else. But I also feel like she would take that opportunity to use it against him and say, hey, like, I think I should get money because of this situation. Like, you're not treating me well, you know, and kind of like not like faking Because, okay, regardless if she's broken up with him or not, no one wants 
their exes, whatever, lovers, whatever, like flaunted in their face. Like, right. no one wants that. Right. So, yeah, she's going to feel a certain way now. Varying degrees and how she reacts to it is going to be dependent on, you know, her. And I kind of feel like she's going to make a bigger deal out of it because she's trying to get something. She's trying to have something like leverage or okay. something she wants later on. Right. I mean, because she wasn't wrong, like, with her reasoning of, yeah, the fact that you thought we were broken up and then your first instinct was... Oh, better call and get laid. Time to go. Yeah. Like, is definitely shows you really didn't care much about me, did you? Because as soon as it was like, oh, I'm free of her. Time to time to get some. Because yeah. and especially when that was the argument you were having. Like, right. I'm mad at you because you're not putting out. And then it was like, fine, I'll leave. And immediately is like, well, you better get it somewhere. Like, ugh, that's icky and gross on one level but also b it's like oh so i see exactly what i was to you in that relationship and it wasn't it wasn't anything about me as a person yeah well speaking of icky and gross like why is he such a sleaze and (sighs) what i don't understand is like i don't know maybe there is something to this whole thing with stan having an awful memory it's like do you forget that you're being filmed for a television show Like, why are you doing all these, like, questionably shady things? And then when they come to light, you're kind of like, oh, that made me look bad. I feel so stupid. It's like, don't do that shit in the first place. Like, you're on a show. What are you doing? He wouldn't be half as infuriating as he is if he just admitted what he was. Right. And what he was after. Instead yeah. of just being like, no, I miss my dead wife and I want to have a relationship like her. Like, like hell you do. Yeah. That is not what you want at all. Right. He's such a sleaze. And why did his hair look particularly awful in this episode? It's like he had the one chunky strand that was like escaping the rest of his hair just yeah. like in front of his face. And then his tan also looks super weird. Like, I couldn't tell if it was a spray tan or if it was just him, like, because I know in a couple of episodes ago, we saw him, like, actively tanning on the patio. But it was just like, you look really unnaturally tan. That's got to be either spray tan or, like, self-tanner or, like, or something. Oh, yeah, self-tanner. I can see that over. Because it. Well, I, don't, I don't remember it being particularly orange, which is what you tend to get from the tanning beds. Right. It was like a brownish red, though. And, uh-huh. like, given his skin tone, like, he's not a brownish red. No, no. I mean, the the, the hair thing, that's 100%. That's the sweat there. That's what sweat does to your hair. Um, oh, God. Because it, it, it just it, – I have hair, but like, – Your but hair I, does not look like that, though. It, it, no, but it's, I don't have a comb over. Like, but I'm yes. saying there's many versions of that. I understand how wet – hair of, the, of that of that style that not style but that texture and thing because it's close to what i have mine's a little mine's a lot thicker but it, it just gets matted and weird and goes its own way when it gets sweaty and wet and it's like it takes a decent amount of coaxing to get it to go anywhere reasonably attractive mm. but once it once it gets sweaty and wet and because and, you do that thing and because it gets sweaty and you get hot until so you like wipe your brow and that just like <laughs> this going my oh, hair goes God. wherever it wants then um but yeah, so that was definitely that. And it, but obviously it works up when your comb over goes out of place, you have long strands and chunks of hair that go in different weird directions. And like, especially when you're hanging there and the gravity is pulling it one way, you're trying to sweep it the other way and you can't sweep it back where it belongs because you're holding on for dear life on this rope. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ugh. 
All right. Well, speaking of sleazes, let's talk about Sean and Sarah. So Sarah has stormed out of the house after hearing all of Sean's confessions, like he was engaged to Destiny, he has six children, and Sean runs after her. Sean tells her that he didn't want to scare her off, and he also says he was scared because of what happened with Destiny. Sarah thought that she was the only one, and now she doesn't believe anything he says. When Sarah says she's going to call her mom, Sean begs her to come back in the house to cool down. He'll give her her space uh, in the house, and then they can talk after. He wants to talk to her about it, and she, if she still wants to leave after, then he won't stop her. He keeps trying to apologize, and she tells him to give her her space. She goes back to the room to think while Sean just hangs out in the living room. The next morning, Sean is making breakfast for Sarah, and they talk about the situation. Sarah asks him why he didn't give her a chance to accept him. Sean says he didn't mean to hurt her, and he should have told her the truth. Sarah just tells him that she doesn't want his bullshit to mess her up and her life. She asks him about his baby mama and his kids. Sean tells her that Kelly and him don't get along, and they haven't been together in nine years, which I believe we did the math is a lie, because doesn't he have a five-year-old He has a kid that's less than nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he tells her she never has to worry about Kelly, other than Kelly maybe occasionally butting into his life. He says that Kelly doesn't want Sarah in their kids' lives because of her being a criminal. Sean, for some reason, doesn't read the situation and suggests that Sarah move in. Oh my God. Sarah says she needs time to process all this new information, but Sean is confused why she's not more eager, considering he gave up so much to be there. All right. Why on earth do you think that Sarah's giving Sean a second chance? I, I mean, I really thought about this for a long time, and the only thing I came up with is because the producers told her she had to. Like, that's all I could come up with. It, it what, Yeah. It's no. Like, you're manipulating and controlling. We'll just come back in the house and I'll show you I'm not. Like, no, that's being manipulative and controlling. Like, you right. can't – that does not solve the problem. It makes no sense. He says nothing to her that would change her mind at all. Like, yeah. And it, but she still is just like, oh, okay, we'll go back. All right, fine, I give in. Yeah. Like, it didn't make yeah. any sense at all. I kind of feel the same because, you know, they do get paid per episode. Mm -hmm. And so I could see the producers, you know, pulling a little trick like, oh, you know, like if you leave now, then we only have enough footage for, you know, eight episodes. But if you like continue to film, we'll have enough for, you know, 10 episodes. And if they're getting paid like same rate as uh, 90 Day Fiance, a thousand episodes, that's an extra $2,000. Yeah. Like Sarah does not have a job. Like we don't know her working situation, but all we can really assume is that she's pretty much living off of her mom mm -hmm. um, and just taking care of her daughter all day, which is fine. But at the same time, like, you know, Sarah's probably thinking, I want to get set up. I want to move out of my mom's place. You know, her child is old enough where she's going to be in school soon or if not in school right now so it's like she doesn't have to worry about paying extra daycare at least so that's kind of like the biggest financial expense right so she is she's probably going to want to be on her own soon yeah i mean and so that's all i could come up with because i mean what was what did he actually say what did we see him say nothing i'm hurt don't call your mom don't call your mom don't call your mom i lied I'm because i'm scared okay that doesn't we know we know that's why you lied. I lied because I thought you'd break up with me. Like, yes, that's that's yeah. why you lie. You lie because you are afraid of the consequences of the truth. Like that's right. like that's why everybody lies, but yeah. like not 
that, that's not an excuse or doesn't make it better or worse or anything either. It's like that's the normal reason people lie. Um, and then – And he's lied about everything. Like let's remember he started off lying about his age. What were you scared about in that particular situation? Right, right. Because he was like, you know, I was scared I would lie. lose you. It's like, well, you didn't have her when you told her you were 36. I promised that. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, yeah, it just it, – it, it, you can't – could you trust anything he says from here on out? Anything at all? Yeah. Right. Like, are you scared again? Like, that would have been my question for literally everything. But like, is that the truth or are you just scared for me to find out the truth? Like, yeah. out loud. Because, yeah, we, we, we know that he's at least over-exaggerating his things about Kelly because he's like, nothing between us. There's nothing there. But, like, at the beginning of a season, he was like, you just want to be a bit with somebody because you're trying to get back with me. Like, so he thinks yeah. there's something there. <laughs> Right. And like we said, the math doesn't work out on his kids. And he told the same lie to Destiny. Oh, we haven't been together in nine years. It's like. And he does that stupid thing where he kind of goes. And that's something I would have called him out on if it's like. Yeah. Like if you haven't been together and maybe it'll change from later, but I will. I can tell you exactly the year, you know, me and my ex split up and exactly the year we got divorced. Right now. Just uh-huh. – I can tell it to you right now, right? And yeah. like the – I don't know, probably like maybe nine years is not a real answer. <laughs> like if you were really broken up, oh. you would know when you were broken up. He's just such a liar. And what I don't understand is why these fools keep falling for it because it's obvious in person that he's lying. Like I get it over text or whatever uh-huh. or maybe even over the phone. You could probably – Fool someone into, you know, believing you, especially if they don't know you well enough. Sure. I don't need to know Sean well enough. Like, you could just look on his face. It's like, you are the worst liar. How is anyone believing anything Oh, man. It, it, I was reminded. I saw a tweet by somebody earlier. I don't even know who. But it was something that was like, oh, my God. I try not to think about how much better off I'd be in life if I was 10% dumber and 70% more shameless. Right? <laughs> and I feel like Sean is – Definitely in excess of 70% more shameless than me, um, but also yeah. 70% dumber. And so I think that's yeah. holding him back a bit. Whereas like, yeah. But he gets a lot like he gets he gets a lot of what he wants just because he's shameless about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like I wouldn't go it's out. A numbers and thing, I wouldn't. If, she, if, if I had pissed someone off so bad because all my lies came out and they walked out the door, I would be like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that would have been right. – that seems like what I deserve right there, right? I would have gone chasing her back out the door or honestly believe she would have – she should have come back and that it wasn't that big of a deal and that we should stay together and that we should move in together. Like Dumb. Like why did you think that was the right time? Shameless. Like I, I can't imagine – even if it was – even if things went great, went 100 percent fantastic, yeah. could you imagine like literally the – first time you spent the night with someone that they were like i think we should move in together (laughs) well okay this is not a normal situation he moved to the state to be with her she even thought that was weird yes well and that and that's he can't hold that over her head because she did not ask for or want that so you don't get to say well i gave up all this stuff for you and it's like nobody asked you to again if you were dating somebody who said i uh I canceled my lease and sold all my furniture and uh, quit my job. I think we should move in together. You'd be like, you're crazy. Get away from me. We're done. Yeah. The other thing, too, 
And I feel like I've kind of dated someone in this scenario. It's like, the reason why he's so available is because he essentially abandoned his children. Yes. And that should tell you something about who he is. She's a mother. Like, that should tell you something who he is as a father and the kind of person he is, right? Yes. I mean, I would definitely question that. It's like, you want me and ostensibly her daughter. Well, I don't know. Her, yeah. her mom might still have custody of the daughter. But let's say that. You want me and my daughter to move in with you. Mm-hmm. Where are your kids? Yeah. Like, if he. Oh, because clearly you're not old enough to have like six grown ass children if you're 37. You're 36, Come right. on. But so, so it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, how, whatever you did to my kids, I ha- whatever you did to your kids, I have to assume my kid will get a not as good of treatment as that. So, right. whoa. And, but yeah, it's also notable that he said that. He said, oh, I gave up my house and my friends and my job to be with her. You know what he didn't say? Mm-hmm. My family. family. Yeah. Like he is just a selfish asshole and it's transparently it. yeah. so. And like people just stay with him because he just says, I'm not though, but I'm not, but I'm not, but I'm a good man. I'm a good guy, but I'm not. I'm a good guy. That's, that's what frustrates me too is like when he keeps on saying like, oh, I'm a good guy. Blah, blah, blah. It's like based on what you lie about everything. I have ne- You're a terrible is, human being. I have no evidence. He has provided no evidence to her at all that he is a good guy. None of his yeah. actions are good guy actions. None of them so far. Yeah. Idiocy. All right. As so always. moving on to other people who can't actually see, read the tea leaves right. That's Deontay. <laughs> oh, my God. So oh my God, we start with Tia and Nicole. So and Tia has to take a break from feeding the dogs because she needs to have a serious conversation. She apparently has a surgery coming up that she's scared about. She's had some pretty serious medical conditions. And now she needs to have a major surgery to remove some tumors from her liver that without the doctor said she has like eight months to live if she doesn't get the surgery done. So oh she's very nervous about the surgery and she would feel a lot better if her and Nicole were married before then. So that means like next week. So Nicole isn't so enthused about that because, you know, she wanted a wedding with, you know, she wanted a traditional wedding with the traditional things like diamond encrusted walls and a crystal floor, you know. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? That's traditional? All right. As, as everyone has at their traditional wedding. <laughs> So anyway, Tia has some pretty good reason to want this. It would give Cole power of attorney if anything happened during the surgery. So obviously, Tia is very scared about the surgery and Nicole is very scared about her not getting the surgery. So she is the one who's been pushing for it. So, you know, because, you know, kind of almost as a reward or as a, a way to encourage the surgery happening, Nicole agrees to that to the week, you know, wedding. So next up, we check in with Deontay, who gets a mysterious knock at the door. They always do this for him. Like they, somebody knocks at the door. is like, who's it going to be? And it's his mom. So she came ready to cook because she doesn't really believe he's okay with the situation with Nicole. Because he's seen on Instagram that the wedding is this week. And it's not exactly clear who knows what at this point. But he's not really feeling great that, you know, the wedding is happening so soon. And, you know, mom has her concerns because obviously if – Nicole had called him up like right now and said, hey, I'm ready to get back together. He would obviously both jump at that chance and they both know it. So anyway, she tells him he's on the path of self-destruction, but he thinks there's a reason Nicole keeps reaching out. So then we start abruptly jumping back and forth between things. So we have the wedding dress shopping with Nicole and her mother, Krista. Of course, she's trying on a bunch of form-fitting sparkly dresses because what else would she wear? 
So Krista wants to check in and make sure she's ready for this. After And Nicole, you know, doesn't really have her life together yet. So it's kind of, you know, going to be a challenge to jump into being married for this. She doesn't have a driver's license, a place to stay, or a boob job to fill out the strapless dress she's trying to wear. But at the end of the day, she says she's happy with the wedding. So we went back to Deontay and there's Derek there for dinner and also, you know, more yelling about Nicole. So now this is the part where he shares the detail that Nicole came to his job about this wedding. And some of this, I don't know what part of it, is brand new information for both of them because it even prompts a stop the bus. Yeah. So they're pretty incredulous about how it's 110% obvious that she's stringing him along for money uh, as if it wasn't already before. But Deontay thinks of it different. He's thinking, maybe I should go to this wedding. You know, after all, if she didn't want me to be there, she wouldn't have told me about it at all. I I think it's her way of just telling me without telling me. All right. So back of a dress shop, Nicole is sipping water and crying because she's seeing dots everywhere, a symptom of anxiety of an anxiety attack that at first remains unexplained. But they seem like they're cutting back and forth together between her having an anxiety attack and Deontay saying things like, I feel like Nicole wants me to come to this wedding. So it makes it sound like she knows there was a great disturbance in the force and it's trying to So Nicole tells us that she's nervous because, you know, her and Tia have had an on-again, off-again relationship. So it's pretty nerve-wracking thinking that this might not last. All right. So why? Why is Deontay this this delusional? (laughs) I don't know. He's one of those people that, like, looks for signs and everything. And I don't know. Like, I get where he's coming from because sometimes when things are super coincidental – Like, I kind of wonder, like, is the universe trying to tell me something? But I think, like, I don't know. Just I I looked it up one time. I was just like, is the universe trying to tell you something? And there's all these stories of people who are like these crazy coincidences. And then it was just like failed relationships, you know? So it's just like, okay. So basically, the universe isn't trying to tell you something. Sometimes they're just coincidences. And I can't even classify this as a coincidence. She actively went over there. Like, choices were made. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, I definitely always err towards, is the universe trying to tell me something? And my answer is, the universe doesn't talk. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and if it did, it wouldn't be talking to me. So About this. <laughs> yeah. Of all the, yeah. The, the, of the, you know, light years of creation and billions of people on Earth, this one guy, I got to send him a sign. <laughs> God, I know, right? Oh, because he's he wouldn't get it if I didn't send him the sign. It's like <laughs> the thing with Deontay is he doesn't need zero signs, right? He's coming to this conclusion anyway. Yes. Like if he just saw it on social media, he'd be like, well, why did it pop up on my feed? I was supposed to be there. It's like. Yes. Yes. Every well, any that's how it works. Any, at all. any permutation of him knowing about this wedding would is yeah. is him being like, I think we should get back together. Like. Because he's the kind of person who literally, if somebody like looks at him and says like, we're breaking up, I am done with you and I never want to see you again. He'd be like, you know, I feel like she was saying something without saying it and we still have a chance. (laughs) I know. It's like, how do you undumbify people like this? Right. Because he just uses the fact that she talks to them, right? Somebody having Mm -hmm. basic human decency to actually break up with you to your face. He's like – yeah. Oh, she did talk to me though. So that tells me something. Like what that doesn't does yeah. it though? Like 
Because then he because yeah. then he does the other thing too. He's also the kind of person you're right. He reads whatever sign. Because if you ghost him, he's gonna be like, well, she didn't actually officially end things. So like, right, she's clearly in danger. Yes, <laughs> she can't. She she can't be communicating with me because she's so I need to go in and rescue her. Right. Like and I definitely feel Nicole's edge and, and she didn't I don't know if she actually said this or not, but whatever it is that they have going on, the way that he talks about how in love with her she he is is I feel like it's really off-putting to her because I feel oh, like yeah, she's like sure. you don't know me, who are you in love with? Because whoever it is, yeah. it's not me. Um Right. And it's f- I mean, at least she's able to recognize that. But the, yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, but I think that's just in general, right? Oh, totally. If you have anyone who's like, it's more one sided, the affection is more one sided, the attraction is more one sided. The person who is least attractive, like the more you put it on, it's kind of like, Ugh, yes, it makes you, wanna, you so it makes you want to pull back me. even farther. I yeah, yeah. totally agree. But it's but yeah. I mean, and it's funny because he keeps saying this. Well, I don't know why she uh, there must be some reason she keeps me she keeps me around she keeps getting in touch with me and everybody's like oh, yes really? money money is the reason like it's <laughs> more, you're, you're digging deeper this than it really is she wants your money and she will take your money that's what that's what Gosh. the reason i know um i actually think it's kind of sweet it really i don't know if she's just a good actress but it seems like she genuinely loves tia and that she's genuinely concerned for her yes and i don't know it just makes them very like endearing in their weirdo way right because i don't want to say that i'm pro nicole i'm not but i'm pro like love you know and so it's like okay if you and tia like really love each other i think it's i mean really it sweet. does speak to stuff because it's like there seems to be you know a self-awareness on her part where she's just like mm-hmm. wait this girl can't give me any money at all and i still want to be with her like that's yeah. weird. Like that's different. That yeah. must be something real. It's like that's what real feels like. Okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of marriages, let's talk about Lacey and Shane. So Shane thinks he passed the lie detector test, but Lacey doesn't really see it that way. So they go to see a marriage counselor to work out what happened during the lie detector test. Lacey says that their sex life is non-existent and she suspected cheating. So Lacey tells the counselor that Shane is communicating with other men and women that he's met. And he insists that it's his only OnlyFans fans. <laughs> Lacey snaps at him and says that that's not what she's mad about and insists that his texts tell a different story. She tells us she went through his phone and saw that he only talks to men and seems to ignore the women. Shane then brings up that she just doesn't trust him, and Lacey says it's because both of them did shady stuff at the beginning of their relationship. Lacey says that they got past it to have a child, and she says that Shane has let her down and doesn't help with the baby, and claims, he claims, to have no bond with her. Shane says he felt depressed because he doesn't have a job, and it didn't help that Lacey told him she wished he were, that it were someone else's baby. Lacey then just tells both of them, the counselor and Shane, that she regrets marrying him and having a child with him, and she's just not in love with him anymore. She then cries and says she's hurt and disappointed. The counselor says that those words have weight, and it's really telling about their relationship. Shane didn't know that things were this bad. The counselor says that they need to consider how their message comes across and brings up Shane's anger. All right, so something that kind of came out of this counseling session that I was kind of surprised to hear about 
is Shane saying that he has no connection to the baby. And he didn't deny that he said that. So why do you think that Shane said that or thinks that? I don't know. Um, that's tricky because it's hard to it's hard to diagnose why you don't feel away, right? As opposed yeah. to why you do feel away because it seems like he tries to have a connection to the baby, and generally, it is I a little more difficult for men to have a connection to a newborn baby, right? Because a right, than women because they, they weren't like, they didn't carry it for nine months, right? Yeah. And, and it's just the way men tend to relate to other people is very activity-based and they can't do anything, right? Right. They're in the meatloaf stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's like unrealistic expectations. Yes. Like maybe he thought that once he saw the baby that he would just be like overwhelmed with this like love for this baby. And that's what is confusing to me because if you see any of their interviews from the life between lockup, you know, like all those like, cause they did a lot of little like extra segments mm -hmm. um, in the, you know, during the last season, it seemed like he was present. It seemed like he was this like super dad and that they were both super happy and that he was like so in love with this baby and so happy, and now it's kind of coming out that that was all like for show. Right, right, and um, people do know the, the 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 display that they're supposed to put on with the new baby, yes. right? And and part some yeah. of it is a little bit of a fake it till you make it situation. Um, mm -hmm. Like I, I I and I can't speak for everybody. I definitely I definitely felt a connection to my children like as soon as they were born, but mm -hmm. I I I don't don't like. Feel like, and I, it's one of those things that people feel like they're broken or wrong if that isn't mm -hmm. there and it isn't, you know, you know, true and as deep as they wanted it to be, or doesn't meet live up to the expectations of what they thought it would be. And that's definitely <laughs> something you probably should work out with a therapist, right? Yeah. Um, but it seems like another thing entirely to, like, well, okay, there's two things. It's it's another thing to vocalize that to your partner. And it's another thing for your partner to use that extremely vulnerable, like, admission against you in a situation yeah. like this, um, like, where they come here. Like, it, 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 I guess it depends on the context with which he said it. Like, did he say it as a vulnerable thing? Like, hey, I think this is wrong and I, I, I wish I did, but I just don't feel as strong a connection as baby as I thought I would. You know, what can we do about that? Or was he just, like – you know, the therapist said in one of his angry outbursty modes, his intense anger and saying like then said it then, in which case he said it to be hurtful. So, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like we need more information about it to really know where this is coming from. But it looks like it just really does also read like Lacey is using some pretty, you know, sensitive things as a cudgel against him. Mm hmm. But yeah, I just couldn't get over him, like his complete lack of self-awareness. I think I'm pretty chill. Yeah. I don't get intense. Like, dude, you were in jail for being too intense. What are you talking yes, about? Yes, right? You like <laughs> knock someone out. Like, oh my gosh. He's – it just – it makes me really sad because I would say that Lacey is not an ideal partner because she's, you know – 
like stringing other men along, right? Mm-hmm. And she was never really, I think, hundred percent. I mean, she might have been pretty close to hundred percent, right? Right, like you know, ninety five percent, depending on the situation, you know. But at the same time, Shane, it's like I feel bad that she is stuck in this situation. Like she, they brought, they intentionally brought another life into the right. world, and they did that super mistake that that, that very common but very bad mistake mm-hmm. of like we'll have a baby to bring us closer together. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, definitely, and. It's like she did it for Shane. She wasn't even the one insisting they have a baby. No, she had her she had him. her tubes tied. She was done. Yeah, she was like, nope, shop is closed. Yeah. But she was trying to make him happy, you know? And I would say <sighs> Lacey had good intentions. I mean, Lacey's not my favorite. I think she's super shady. I think she's manipulative. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think she's expressing love the only way she knows how. And, you know, by having this baby for Shane, that's a big deal. Yes. And to yeah. for her to have to basically parent this child by herself, that sucks. Oh, no, that definitely sucks. Yes. The, 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 the baby that I didn't want that you wanted and now I'm like the one Still doing all the work. Yeah. And yeah. If, if he decides to leave, she's going to be like if she decides to break up, it's not going to be he's not going to take care of that kid at all. Right. Yeah. No, but you're right. It's her. Her. Her expressions of love is are all like physical expressions of love. Either having a baby with you, or um, you know, having sex, and that's the one that's bothering her. Started bothering her the most. Like she only. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing that with me, then you must be doing it with someone else, and something's got to be cheating. And that's how this whole thing started. But why do you think? I mean, I have a theory. Why do you think he was doing what he was doing and only talking to the guys on whatever platform it was? Like she said, this other platform that wasn't OnlyFans, only talking to the guys and ignoring the girls. Do you think that is – like she thought – saw that as like uh, a smoking gun? Right. Um, okay. I could see it one of two ways. Um, one is that he really isn't trying to make Lacey jealous. So – you know, by him kind of staying with dudes, it may seem to him like, oh, well, it's not really cheating because I'm not really that into it, right? But for women, maybe he could be into it or it could be interpreted that he's into it. And so he's just trying to stay out of this like danger zone with Lacey because he is with someone Mm -hmm. else. Maybe it would be different if he wasn't married, you know, and if he was single, then maybe he would be engaging both. Right. Um. Or it could be that he is a little bit of that, my first thing, and then maybe a little bit of he really is bi and, you know, he is using this as like uh, a way to kind of um, get that male attention that he hasn't been able to have like in a, you know, comfortable setting. Because I think if I recall his hate crime situation – was because he was trying to defend someone who was gay or something? I mean, I don't know because I, I don't know the details of that, but I know it's definitely it was suspect when it came out on the OnlyFans and he was using the F word. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um and not, you know, not fuck, the other F word. Um it to yes. describe what yes. he wasn't. Right. And so that that sure. kind of came across as, oh, this is not good. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. He's not really coming yeah. at this from a from the place you want somebody to be coming from. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. I think there's a little of both to be honest. Mm-hmm. I do think he's curious about men. Yeah. I mean I think So Yeah, maybe I don't know if it's curious or he likes the attention because I would I would guess mm-hmm. having not ever flirted with men myself i would guess they'd be a little more overt about some of the things he likes to hear like they would they would be much more overt about what they find sexy about him like oh sure right sure and that might be more exciting yeah that's true Uh, but i definitely read it as a you know well i'll i won't flirt with women because you know that could lead somewhere bad or Lacey might get the wrong idea but I know I'm not gay and she knows I'm not gay so I can flirt with guys all I want and we and everybody will understand that it's just yeah it's just it's just work to get paid but to say he didn't enjoy it at all uh, I don't know about that I I think he yeah. I think you know everyone enjoys being complimented and being flirted with on some level Yeah I think maybe he is also more attracted to like an aggressive like pursuer energy because Lacey kind of comes oh, out Oh yeah way sure too. definitely Definitely. You know. Yeah. I can see that. It's not people that he's trying to – he has to woo and win over. <laughs> they're going right. to they're gonna be coming right. after him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we did not hear from Brittany Marcelino and the other Brittany, Brittany and Ray. All right. So who was your student of the week? Well, I think you're going to disagree with this one because I went with uh, Puppy for okay. just – for straight up being upfront and honest, which is what we always want people to do. Yeah. I d- it's not that I disagree – um, I just, I don't know. I just think it's plant seeds of unnecessary doubt. Yeah, I can, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I mean, yeah. I feel like just it, better to err on the side of honesty than mm-hmm. on the side of, of covering up. Sure. Uh, my student of the week I had was Christiana. Um, mm-hmm. I think she really stepping up, um, just the way she is with her mom. It's really, really sweet. Uh, the one thing I will say is like, don't bring up your sister, like, and throw her under the bus. Like, we're yeah, nice yeah. and clear over here. Yeah, but, there's a no reason for that. <laughs> but overall, you know, that's she's being a good daughter, especially in this time of need. And I really, really hope that, you know, she's motivated to stay sober for her mom before and potentially after. Uh-huh. All right, what all about right. your dunce? Stan. <laughs> just, it was all just totally dumb. And it's like... I just don't like how he wants us to think he's one way, like a sweet and caring and giving person. But he's not. He's after one thing and he's aggressively after one thing. And especially when they intersplice this with him aggressively being like, you got to grab what you want and take it because somebody else is going to swoop in, take it away from you. I know. It's very Trump-like, right? (laughs) Right? It was. And it was like, well, because he also like admitted in doing that, he was like, if you got your eye on the one you want, you got to get it right away. And it was like, so you're admitting that you were already looking for what you wanted while you were still in a relationship with her. Yeah. Like you already had that lined up, right? right. right. So, yeah, bad stand. Yeah. Uh, my dance is Sarah, you know. Um, and I think the reason why is because, you know, for as many times as we give Sean dunce, we've given Sean dunce so many times this season, so many totally. times since he's been on the show, right? Yep. It's like – you, at what point do you blame the partner for knowing what's happening, right? It's one thing if you don't know. Sarah did not quite know what was going on before this. But now she knows. And to choose to stay with him after that, 
It's like you're yeah. the dunce. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the fool me once, shame on me thing. Yeah, right. Fool me once, shame on you. Right, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Totally. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? All right, I have a home improvement life lesson, okay. and that is for John, who was trying to get the old koi pond or the old, you know, thing of mud out. Mm-hmm. Right, and so he like chained it to the back of his truck and pulled it oh out. Gosh, right. When you do that, when you chain something to the back of your truck to pull it out, you have to. Make the chain go around a tree or a pole or something so that your truck is pulling 90 degrees from the thing. Yeah. Because if you don't, it can pop up. And when it pops out, it can fly and like hit the back of your truck. Oh, God. Because it's going in the direction you're pulling it. Um, and like there are pe- people with the tree stumps and stuff, people have died that way. Oh, because God. a tree stump will fly out and hit, hit the back, hit, hit him in the back of the head or something like that. Like you can't just, you know, yank it and go. You got to make sure you. 90 degrees. So you got to pull Make it, sure pull you it. know what you're doing. Make sure you know what you're doing before you just hook something to a, the most powerful machine you have in your house. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. So my life lesson is for Shane and Lacey. So if you're trying to actively work on your marriage, you shouldn't tell the other person you regret the marriage and having children with them. It's like that was so damaging. Like, I, I don't know – if you can ever unhear that or forget that, that yeah. someone said that at some point. I yeah. mean, it may have been the darkest time, but you're going to remember that. And that's that's tough because it's yeah. like – like even when I got divorced, it was like I at least have that. I at least had – she was like, I don't regret making that decision. Like oh, it was the nice. right decision at the time. Yeah. It just, it's just not, it's not where we are anymore, right? And it's like, yeah, to be like – I because that goes back to you know it's one thing to hear I don't love you anymore yeah and that's totally hurtful but to hear mm-hmm. and I never loved you is worse right right <laughs> and what I don't understand is you're trying to actively work on your marriage so this isn't like oh it's over and now I'm saying things just to hurt you right right this is like a oh we're trying to work to make this better but here are some things I've said because I'm hurt it's like oh my gosh what are you doing yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very bad. So, uh, we will see this group next week. We didn't get much of a preview. I feel like. Oh no, I saw, feel like we saw Sarah more. Sarah, I yeah, think Sarah's Sarah moving in. Discovers like, a new secret, which I'm like, is this a secret to us? Because I feel like we've got all the big secrets out of the way. All the so secrets that we is. know. Sure, sure. Like I don't know. Maybe maybe Destiny maybe he's been talking to Destiny more or something like that. We'll find oh, out. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, yeah. So that was pretty much all I really recall from the preview as well. Yep, so. agreed. But uh, we still have another week of this at least. Um, mm-hmm. No end in sight. Although we do know that a new season of Love After or is it before Love Before Lockup or during Love During Lock? Yeah, yeah, that's coming out in December. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, and this is not a show where we have a tell-all or reunion or anything like that. So it will just abruptly come to an end with a you know yes, a title card a, at the end. Yeah, next week it'll be like this week. On the, yeah, before it starts, it'll be like see on the season finale, and you're like, oh, right. oh okay, because it's yeah. over. Okay, uh, so we'll be back next week. Until then, all right, sounds okay. good. Bye. Talk to everybody then. All right, bye.